0: dogs and welcome to fun facts friday this is our once a week only on friday show where we have special episodes not featuring guests where i will share tricks tips terminology and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success today's podcast is a final farewell well This is it, guys. This is going to be a very difficult show for me. I have truly grown to love the folks who listen to and communicate with me via this show. I have met so many amazing people. I've met a lot of you guys, uh, done business with some, and even had some of you as guests. Um, It has been a great adventure these past six years hosting the old dogs rei network podcast i mean it's been an honor and uh, i have just uh, been very humbled to be able to even do this um let alone have anybody even listen to it (laughs) anyway this show will remain one of my most amazing experiences of my life it has been just awesome and just so you know too um we will be keeping the old dog website active Um, There you'll be able to reference nearly 700 podcasts and 300 plus articles. There's a ton of great content on there. I don't say that just because it's uh, my show, but I I mean, I've had amazing guests and there's so much stuff in there that you can learn pretty much anything about real estate investing and uh, just, you know, go there, do a search, you know, the, the little hourglass or, um, uh, or the uh, magnifying glass, uh, type in your, your, uh, your content topic, whatever it may be. And I'm sure you're going to find something if it's real estate investing, you're going to get, you know, hopefully a lot of good stuff, but, uh, uh you know, and I might add to who knows, you know, this it's, uh, not always a final farewell. You know, there may be even a few things we're going to add along the way, a, a article here or there, or maybe a show that we just, uh, just had to put together. Um, you never know. So, you know, stay on our mailing list. And, and I'm not saying that cause, uh, you know, I, I I'm totally anti spam. So I, you know, I'm not going to spam you, but I'll, I'll let you know if something comes up on this show and, uh, that, uh, maybe new who knows so um just uh hopefully we can stay in touch that way but but before i sign off uh, i just have a few things i'd like to share if if you will be so kind first of all i just want to thank all of you i've mentioned that who have listened to this podcast yeah and even those that are listening now that have been listening from the beginning wow i uh I don't know. Yeah, you know, this show wouldn't exist without you guys, and uh, I'm so honored and privileged to be able to to do this. Um, you have been awesome, and I can never thank you enough. I also want to thank you know my my dear friend and mentor Joe Fairless, uh, who was the one who urged me to do this show in the first place. <laughs> and even though kicking and screaming uh, over six years ago, I went and started doing these podcasts and I've been so thankful. I went through with it and uh, it has been a true blessing. And And I also want to thank someone that, for which there would be no Old Dogs REI Network podcast. And that's my producer, Tim Edmondson. Now, Tim, you may not know, but he is an audio genius i'm not just saying that okay he's mastered uh, master engineered songs from some of the biggest music legends of all time i mean people like roy orbison and and i go on and on willie nelson and so forth he um also happens to be my brother-in-law and a great friend a bff former bandmate. In the world famous, (laughs) and I have little quotes there, uh, Mr. Bill Band. Um, He is an amazing drummer. And uh, he uh, not only played in our band, but uh, he also played with a band called Drama Rama in the 80s. So, you know, Tim is a talented guy, knows sound, and uh, he dealt with the weekly challenges of cleaning up my technical disasters, making episodes that sound terrible sound extremely professional removing my endless and uh you know like some so forth's darth vader breathing episodes and bad jokes just to name a few so believe me i have if you've ever heard the raw version of so many of these shows, you wouldn't believe it compared to what it comes out as. And so, Tim, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are a true audio artist who paints a canvas of this podcast twice a week and has been doing so since May of 2016, the very first episode. So I can never thank you enough, brother. Thank you. And finally, I don't know if I mentioned it or not on the show, but I was I was thinking of writing a book to share my story and I really debated back and forth, you know, I mean, you know, getting the, the whole th- revelation about real estate while I was living in Port-au-Prince and up to, um, yeah, what a misnomer, but, a, you know, multifamily millionaire, it sounds really weird and strange, but the more I thought about it, the more I saw it to be, A very short book (laughs) because if I truly shared my secret to success, how I started with almost nothing to become financially set for life, a lot of people wouldn't believe it or maybe don't want to hear it, but it actually started in 1988. When I was an overambitious entrepreneur, I was devoted to becoming a millionaire before the age of 30. All I cared about was making money and making myself happy, driving fast cars, living a fast lifestyle, dating beautiful women, thinking I was invincible, but not realizing I was far from it. I also took a lot of chances back then, and I was young. Didn't really know a lot, did a lot of dumb things, was very greedy, and uh, one day it all caught up with me, and my house of cards came crashing down almost overnight. I went from young business, you know, whatever wannabe, to being subpoenaed by the SEC and two steps away from serving time in prison. It was one of the worst times of my life. I had got myself into a lot of trouble, and it looked like I had no way out. I was a mess. I was at my lowest point ever and really didn't even want to live. But thankfully, when you're down far enough, sometimes the only way to look is up. And that's what I did. I prayed. I was in my office at 3 a.m. in the morning, which is a common occurrence at that time. And I prayed to a God I didn't really know and wasn't even sure existed. My prayer, though, was simple. Take my life any way you want car accident, getting robbed and shot, anything, but hopefully something quick. And if you don't take my life, even if you exist or don't exist, then I will. And that was my prayer. And in the days that followed that, a series of supernatural events happened. And, and I don't use that word easily, but I found myself... At the Palos Verdes Country Club, uh, it's California, looking for my chiropractor friend who invited me to a meeting of big wig Southern California businessmen, one of which was possibly interested in helping me, even though I thought I was too far gone. There's nothing. I looked at all angles and I didn't see how I was going to get out of this thing. This guy was a high tech, high ticket CEO coach who worked with software companies, CEOs, and an emerging group of startup entrepreneurs who were creating this network online business thing called the internet. Anyway, he invited me to breakfast where he very quickly pried out of this egotistical, too proud to admit I was a failure guy, how I totally managed to make a total disaster of my life. And believe it or not, I walked away from the meeting with a glimmer of hope that there might have been a rare possibility that I might not go to jail. Anyway, he wanted to meet me again next week for breakfast. I was nervous, however, because I knew this guy was not cheap and his hourly rate was more than I had left in my checking account at that time. However, he agreed to meet with me, not just once, but every week at the same time for breakfast. I was thrilled. He was going to help me with my business problem, and he was going to do it for free. But there was one hook there. And he said, in addition to helping me on my business, I also had to agree to do a little Bible study with him at the same time. And I thought, oh, no, what was I getting myself into? I wasn't real thrilled about the Bible study, but I was just desperate enough to agree to anything. So we started meeting and three quarters of our time was spent talking business and actually resolving some of these major business hurdles that I didn't think were possible to to fix. And, you know, we'd spend probably three quarters of the time talking business, a quarter on the Bible study. So, you know, I was I was cool with that. However, as I as much as I tried to cheat and skip my way through the Bible study, Uh, I couldn't avoid the homework part of my assignment, and that was actually to read the Bible and answer some of the very tough questions that were in this little booklet that went along with it. So I never read the Bible before, and surprisingly, I became a little caught up in it, and I was learning a lot of interesting things that I I didn't know existed in there. And I was always very skeptical. You know, I I was meeting with him, so I continued to do it. But as I continued meeting with him, a a weird shift was occurring. And I ended up wanting to spend more time talking about the Bible and less about my business problems. I learned about a God who loved me so much that he sent his only son to die for my sins. And I know we've heard that all, and, and I'm sure we've all seen the sports signs, you know, John three sixteen. Well, now I actually understood what it meant, and not just for everyone, but specifically for me in my dilemma. And one night I was in, again in my office, it's 3 a.m., and I decided to pray. But this time my prayer was different. I prayed, dear God, when I prayed to you last time, I asked you to take my life. Kill me any way you wanted to. But I never dreamed my request for you to take my life would be like this. And now I'm asking you, (laughs) take my life, but not to kill me, but to give me a new life, a life I want to live for you. I don't care anymore if I end up in jail I just want to live my life for you. And no matter what the situation or where I am, including jail, I will serve you joyfully no matter what. And that's what happened 30 years ago. And over the years, I I know this may seem hard to believe, but I, I saw miracle after miracle. The first one started with me. I had some serious addictions and some big problems in my life you know one small part of that was my business but he delivered me from all of those things I I I no longer was addicted I, I no longer had these business problems I met my wife within just months of saying that prayer you know now I have seven beautiful children I continued in business for a number of years but my heart was drawn more and more to full time ministry I just wanted other people to know what I knew. <laughs> I knew so many people that were miserable like me. And I, I just I, I just wanted to share it. And it started really with the children's mi- music ministry, reaching out to kids, because I, I loved kids. I, I was having kids. And we started writing children's songs and uh, ended up producing three albums and traveling the world for, with concerts and church events and so forth with our band. And then later on, you know, we were being drawn to Haiti and uh, uh, we had a heart for the street children there that uh, were in the hundreds of thousands. And so we gave up everything we had and went to to Haiti to serve as missionaries. And again, in Haiti, the miracles continued. I saw kids' lives transformed, saved from trafficking, uh, families transformed, people delivered from all kinds of things. And then we were there during the earthquake, where our orphanage was overnight transformed into a triage unit. Uh, all of the hospitals had, uh, you know, had, had were down, and there was nowhere for people to go with injuries. Some people, um, they, we had a little clinic in our orphanage there, and people knew about it. But you know, we would pass out malaria pills or or worm pills, you know, we were, you know, fixed cuts and bruises and stuff. We weren't a full on hospital by any means, but we ended up converting our orphanage into a triage unit. And as all the reporters started coming in and all these people that wanted to see what was going on with the earthquake, um, uh, there was, you know, some non-religious reporters that were Asking a lot of questions, and they saw our triage, and they wanted to know, <laughs> you know, what was going on there. Five hundred people went through our triage before all the other, you know, international assistants arrived, and so forth. We had six days there where there was nothing, and um, we were the only sort of the only deal in town, at least in our area. They were a little bit dumbfounded, you know. Some of the reporters were, you know, would ask us how is this happening all of a sudden doctors are showing up medical supplies all these things in this little tiny you know orphanage that was just working with street kids and um, some of the reporters even quit asking us how these things were happening they would say never mind you know I'm not even going to ask you now don't tell me I know it was God and it was (laughs) And it is, you know, one of those reporters was a woman named Soledad O'Brien with CNN. And uh, she ended up doing a, a one hour documentary on her experience called Rescued and writing about the experience in her book years later. And Oprah Winfrey even came to interview and feature our family on the show. But we tried to make it really clear. It was never about us. It was always about him. You know, God is real and he's still working miracles every day. After 12 amazing years in Haiti, getting older and realizing it was time to retire, even though we had no money, (laughs) having lived on faith for all those years, that same God that saved me 30 years ago and showed us miracle after miracle in our lives led me to this crazy real estate investing thing where he continued to bless and provide not only what we need now, but enough to take care of us for the rest of our lives. And that's why I didn't end up writing a book. I don't want to share what I did because it wasn't me. And that's not false modesty. That's the reality. We serve a God who is faithful and real. He is the reason we succeeded. He directed our path every inch of the way and blessed us in more ways than I can ever express In the short time of this podcast. Now, I know there are many listening to this uh, from all different backgrounds and beliefs, and some may have dropped off as I started to talk about God. But I really want to thank those of you that stayed on to listen. Um, For me, it would be remiss if in my final podcast, I didn't share the real story of my success and my journey. And it really is all about amazing God who loves us all and just wants to know us and walk with us and, and, and love on us. He did so much of that and continues to do so much of it. So I thank you for listening. And I thank you very, very much for being a part of our family here at the old dogs, REI network. I, I appreciate all you so very much, and I'm sincerely going to miss you. And thank you, I guess for the final time, I'll just uh, say, (laughs) keep moving forward and may God bless.